school of life. He is here talking about stuff and whatever's going on in his brain. You know it is 100% Bridget! All right, here I am. It's me talking about something. And I'm just going to talk about stuff because that's what I do. Welcome. Welcome. If you've never been here before, welcome. Do me a favor. If you're watching on YouTube to click the subscribe button, click the bell, click the likeies and all that good stuff. I got all kinds of videos running around. I'm almost, I think I'm at 60 something videos and obviously 60 something episodes when it comes to the podcast. If you prefer to not look at my face and you want to watch me and you want to listen on podcasting, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, everywhere your podcasts are, I am. <laughs> That's funny. But okay, so I'm going to just dive in today. I hope you liked the last couple of ones. Things have been going pretty good. And I'm going to talk about fire. Fire. You know, like flames, big things. Fire, 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 fire. <laughs> if you get that reference. That's okay. You probably won't. <laughs> but if you did, that's pretty funny. <laughs> you guys see that on video. Sorry, podcast guys. So I'm going to talk about fire. Fire is one of the most interesting things on all of planet Earth. It can do many wonderful things, such as warm your house, cook your food, bring light to a dark space, but it can also destroy, if not used properly, that same fire that is warming your house can burn it down and leave you with nothing. I think it's funny because most people prefer to cook on a gas range because fire makes food taste good. Um, let's see, what's another good thing that fire does? Like when you barbecue, like say Memorial Day is this weekend and you're gonna be out there cooking some meat. Some of us like propane and some of us like coal. But that fire is just a little bit different and it smells different. And some of us like to smoke food. I'm not a smoker. I don't understand it. I just can't wait that long for my meat. <laughs> I just want to cook it and eat it. So, <laughs> and it's kind of funny how we use the word fire also. Oh man, that person's on fire. Meaning they're doing great. That person's on, not like they're melting their face off. That album is on fire. That song is on fire. That thing is fire. That's fire. Everything's fire. That guy has a fire in his heart. Come on. This is how we use the terminology of fire. We, I mean, you think about what fire is, and you're like, wow, that guy's fire. That guy's going around destroying stuff. <laughs> no, that's not how we use it. Fire symbolizes so many things, including passion, desire, rebirth, resurrection, Eternity, destruction, of course, hope, hell, and purification. Purification, yeah, you know, like the refiner's fire. You're like, that's how we get gold. We take this nasty gold out of the ground that's all gross, right? And you light it on fire. And all the impurities rise to the top, right? And you scrape off the impurities and you end up with really cool gold. That means it's refined, right? Like I said, fire is interesting. It consumes everything in its path if it's not contained. Yet we use it to explain greatness. <laughs> and we use it to show gratitude to somebody. Man, you're just on fire right now. The fire that consumes 
depending on what it's consuming, works in different ways. Fire cleanses a forest. Now I know today we, we're like, don't let the forest burn. I can yell that for this one. But you know what? Sometimes you have to let the forest burn because it cleanses the forest. Seeds get shifted through the wind and replanted. It actually cleanses the forest. When all the pine needles come off the trees, they land on the ground. Eventually, the heat lights it on fire. It cleanses all that out so that we can get new growth. But it destroys the man-built property in the middle of the forest. That's why we don't like forest fires. So we have a combination of things going on. And I think that's 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 kind of interesting that we have this combination of stuff with one thing. So it's it's interesting because you can also use fire to heal. What? Yeah, in the old days, if you had an open wound, they would go in there and pick out all the stuff and then melt you back together. They, they would cauterize the wound, they would burn it, and they'd use fire or flame or heat to do that but yet that same fire would just melt you to death <laughs> I don't know why I keep looking over there today whatever <laughs> so let's look at this from Bible perspective why does God use the term fire when it comes to himself in Hebrews twelve twenty nine, simple verse this is all this one verse says for our God is a consuming fire So he destroys? That's what most people, people that aren't really into God stuff are like, well, he just destroyed people left and right. Well, yeah, he did. He was cleansing the space for the people that knew who he was. <laughs> God's spirit, like a holy fire, enlightens and purifies so that believers can share more and more in his likeness. Indeed, the fire of God brings an uninterrupted privilege of being transformed, which happens by experiencing faith from him. So here we go. This this God's a consuming fire. This is one little dinky little tiny verse. I'm gonna get into a couple of other ones too. Fire burns, fire hurts, fire destroys, fire cleanses, fire refines. These are all the things that fire does. So these are all things that God does. God destroys. He destroys your past when you get to know Jesus. Come on. Yeah, that's a good one. I like that right there. He cleanses you from the inside out because he doesn't care what you look like beforehand. He wants to know where you're going to go compared to where you've been. So when he comes in, he starts to light you on fire for him so that you can get yourself in order and in his direction and start to learn and function in his faith. So the Holy Spirit, which is also represented by fire, is he's the one that comes in when, when you are a spirit-empowered person, he comes in and starts to direct your life. He starts to change your direction. He doesn't change who you are because trust me, if you ever met me, you would understand that statement. <laughs> he doesn't change your personality. He doesn't change that stuff, but he might change the direction in your life. He might change the things that you used to do that you thought was your personality, but isn't really. Those things are being burned up. Those things are the things that are disappearing. Those things are the things that are being cleaned out and cleansed. He's refining you. That's why God is called a consuming fire. Now, we all know John the Baptist, right? We've met him a couple of times. <laughs> I was just running around in the Old Testament just the other day. I was like, hey, that's John the Baptist. What's up, dude? 
charge your head. Just kidding. I didn't say. <laughs> so watch this. So this is this is a Matthew chapter three. I indeed, this is John, John the Baptist. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I cannot, I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. The chaff is the leftover of the stuff that's on the threshing floor. So, you know, okay, so they didn't have tile and hardwood and those kinds of things. Well, they had it, you know, they just didn't invent it yet. (laughs) So they would put hay and stuff on their floor and that would be the threshing floor. That would be the, what you walked on. And then, you know, at the, the door, at the doorway, it would hold it, the threshold. Come on, all right, so I'm gonna read this last verse, verse 12 out of the uh, Passion Translation because it always, I love it how it does this. It just says cool stuff. He comes with a winnowing fork in his hands and comes to his threshing floor to sift what is worthless from what is pure. And he's ready to sweep out his threshing floor and gather his wheat into the granary, the granary, but the straw he will burn up with a fire that can't be extinguished. So he's saying he's going to baptize you with water. He's going to throw you down in the water. And the Holy Spirit, that's a separate thing, and the Holy Spirit with fire. So he's going to burn up all that old stuff. That old stuff that drags us down, brings us down, and and we, we dwell on it. You know, one of the worst things we can do in life is dwell on stuff. I had a friend of mine who went to jail. This is a little... I know that's stupid. I'm gonna do so. This guy, he he did something wrong. I'm not gonna get into details here. So he goes to jail and he's writing letters. And uh, he was too far away, so I couldn't go physically visit him. But we did communicate through uh, uh, writing letters. And one of the things I continuously asked him was, "How is your mind?" Well, I'm trying not to dwell on what I'm doing. You know, those were the kinds of answers. And that's that's the truth. You cannot dwell on the stuff that screwed you up in the past. Well, I can't believe this happened to me. I can't believe this. And you know, you, you just, you, you, you hear stories of people that something happened to them back when they were 10 years old, 12 years old, 11 years old. Now I know that there are some tragedies in life. Okay, I'm not gonna talk about that. That stuff is different and it can really, really mess with you and give you some, but God can still take care of that. And one of the keys is not to dwell on that past thing because it messes with your future thing. So when you get to know God and you get to know the fire of God, you get to realize that he does refine you, that you can go in with him and the Holy Spirit and dig into that stuff and destroy it through forgiveness. Oh, come on, that's hard, I can't forgive. I was this and I was that. Well, you know what? You don't have to go up to that person that did this or that to you. You can forgive through the spirit. You can just say, you know what? I forgive that person. And it may be a struggle. I'm not going to lie to you. Things aren't easy. You know, a lot of people come on and go, hey, you know what? God just did that. That's great that God did that for you. But some people just have issues and they struggle with the thing that God's doing with them and for them. So we revert backwards and we make mistakes along the way. And we just have to realize, hey, you know what? 
God is that refining fire. He will take that old nastiness that's buried underneath the good stuff and burn it up and just take care of it. And you really, I mean, and, and it is a, a, a little bit of a work. You know, I mean, it's not work for salvation. Don't get me wrong. I'm not talking about that. It's a different thing. It's a little bit of thing that we have to say. We have to talk about it. We have to get it off of our chest. We have to communicate to people. We have to counsel with a pastor. We have to do these kinds of things. We have to learn to forgive. And we have to learn to pray. We have to learn to do all those things. And that's part of that consuming fire. It's the building up and refining of who you are on your inside and who Jesus is and who the Holy Spirit is and learning to be trained by them so that you can learn to move forward in, in certain spaces and in certain things so that things can become great for you. That, and that's really what it is. And that's what the fire does. It, it, it slowly burns off. Some, in some cases, some people are like, that happened today. I got saved and I fell at the altar and I just got up and everything was perfect. You're special, you know, and their testimony is great. That's awesome. I'm not saying anything wrong about that. But there are some of us, like me and you, that are like, hey, it took me some time. Maybe you're an overthinker. That's my problem. Well, God said he's going to heal you of this. Well, you know, I don't really know. So we, I overthink stuff. You know, I'm like, it should have been a lot simpler. But I find myself overthinking things or, you know, or pain overrides or whatever I decided to throw out my brain at the time. <laughs> but it's understanding that that fire, that fire, that fire that consumes all and it's unquenchable, he will burn it up with a fire that cannot be quenched. You can't put him out. You can't, you can't throw a water on him. You can't do that. You, He's just going to take care of stuff. And no matter where you are, no matter where you are, no matter how sideways you get, no matter how far out of direction you get, God will always be right there refining you, burning things on your behalf. He will always take care of you if you're willing to let him. That's a big key. People, people just think God's just going to do it. God's going to just write a check. A big hand's going to come out of the sky and write a check and make everything great. Well, no, there's certain things that we got to do. If you're going to pray for a job, you got to apply for a job. <laughs> there are certain things that we have to do in order for those things to flow. And as we learn that, we will start to see great things happen in our lives. So I'm going to say a couple of things before I take off. If you don't have a home church, check out generationschurch.tv. They got full-on services going on at 930 in the morning and... 11.30 in the morning, and it's all online, and you can go to any of their locations, check out the website. So if you don't have a home church, check them out. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and a wonderful week, and we'll see you and hear you as soon as we can. Right on. Right on.